Welcome to the Eat Scripture Podcast. This is Eric and Gina. And yes, I'm back this week. And um, we are beginning this study on Luke. This That's is right. our second installment. I wasn't here last week and Eric did a little introduction. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, we really just talked about Theophilus, uh, Theophilus, who mm-hmm. it's written to. Um, and then we will get more into the actual story stuff this week. Um, just a little, little bit of introduction, but man, I'm excited to be back in the gospel. I yeah. love the gospels. It's going to be great. Mm, so, so, so much. I love these and, and just listening to Jesus's words, maybe especially even the, the hard to understand ones can be some of the greatest time we have to spend before God in the Bible, because we do have to just let him slowly give us insight as he chooses through these things. And so, so sometimes it's just too hard to get on the first time. So you just have to let him, let him work. A person, I have grown up in church and have probably read some of these words a million times. Mm -hmm. I say a million, not a million, (laughs) Uh, but a lot. And I'm amazed at how I see things every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not only did I get a new understanding of, but sometimes I'm like, was that there before? I've never read that before <laughs> in my life. Yeah. So um, yep. I just think if we can kind of take a deep breath here before we start and just um, decide to look at this new and fresh mm-hmm. and to see what God has to, you know, bring out yes. for us as we walk through here, we'll be amazed. It'll be beautiful and we'll be amazed. It's Absolutely. a great chance to... Just get to know Jesus better. Right. So. It is. And that's why I love staying in the Gospels, because I think this is how I, uh, all of the word takes us into his presence. No doubt about it. I do love the Gospels because they're so Jesus intensive. You can't you, you you can't escape that you're talking about Jesus because his name's all over the page every time. Right. Um, whereas it's not in some in the rest of the Bible, but it's it still all there, about him. Yeah. But boy, can you ever, you, you, he's on the forefront of your mind, at least whenever you're reading the Gospels. And so, and knowing this uh, intimately, these stories mm-hmm. helps us as we read our Old Testament to see where he is there, mm-hmm. see him all over those pages as well, because we know the story. And now the words echo in our heads mm-hmm. as we're yeah. reading the Old Testament. So yeah. I think we need a little, a little of both all the time. Agreed. Definitely a little. A lot both. of both. Actually. Yeah, right. A lot. So today, um, as we start, we'll be here in chapter one of Luke. Before we get started, just want to say thank you again to our listeners. Thank you guys for listening to us and for supporting us, um, for helping us to spread the word about this podcast. If you want to share it with your friends or share it on social media, we appreciate that very much. If you'd like to support our ministry, then you can always go to eatscripture.com, go to our donate page, and you'll find out about some ways to do that and to help us that way, um, which is very beneficial. And we just know that there are a lot of people who love this word very much and want to understand it so much better. They, they've heard how great it is, and now they'd just like to have it opened up for them, be able to understand some things, being able to know themselves as they're approaching it, some ways to approach it, some thoughts to have in your head. And boy, we're trying to get that word out there. And we're just one of many voices who are trying to help do this. But um, we really feel like God wants us to help people grow in his word. And so it's a great blessing to us for you to come on board with our ministry in any way, Um, prayer 
and financial support and supporting us on social media, whatever it may be. So thank you so much for all your consideration. Now, let's get into Luke because this is the exciting stuff right here. Um, This is the good stuff. Man, Luke chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse 5. We kind of went through that just, you know, kind of briefly, very briefly, through some introductory stuff last time, I realized. But, um, you know, there's going to be a ton of things as we're going through here in Luke that we're going to have loved to have spent 30 minutes on that we're only going to spend like three on. And it's just thick. It's deep. You can spend, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. But in order to keep this podcast series from not going three years, we're going to try yeah. and um, narrow it down a little bit as we go through these things. We'll get through about half of this first chapter today, which is really our idea. So we're going to start with reading verses 5 through 25. And this is to talk about how the word comes to Zechariah that he and Elizabeth are going to have a child in their old age and what that means. And this is how Luke has chosen to start his gospel with Mm -hmm. this announcement of John the Baptist's birth. Uh, So let's go ahead and we will start reading in chapter one, verse five. Before I start reading, I just wanted to also add that I read a really great quote uh, Daryl Bach, uh, whose commentary we have on right. Luke. New Testament scholar. And um, he just said that Luke defines Christology mainly from the earth up, since that is how most people of his time came to see who Jesus was. Hmm. And I kind of, I just, that resonated with me. I yeah. think maybe it's the way we come to see who Jesus is too. Generally, you would think that might work that way. Because we're concerned with things of earth first, and he right. kind of shows us who he is and... in our lives first, right here, right. how he works here. And only then do we start looking higher and understanding right. more. That's really interesting. So maybe like we'll that. try to point that out as we go when yeah. we see those things. And Yeah. Anyway. So even by coming as a baby, we see that beginning. Jesus starts right. as a baby born on earth in the midst of Just the chaos normal, of yeah. life. Normal life. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. Okay, I'll start reading in verse 5. In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah. And he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Now, while he was serving as priest before God, when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. For your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth shall bear you a son, and you will call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great because of the Lord. And he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers and 
to the children and the disobedient uh, to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they were wondering at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized they had, that he had seen a vision in the temple. And he kept making signs to them and remained mute. And when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she kept herself hidden and saying, Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. Wow. Well, here we are getting into this. And the first thing we hear about is this old couple that's been unable to have children ever. Right. That's pretty striking right there because here it is time for the Messiah to come, which we know as we're probably starting to read this gospel, that this is what it's about. We've been told, you know, we're, we're reading it or we're hearing it for the first time. This is about Jesus. He's our Messiah. Okay. So then I start out and I get word, first of all, about this couple that is older, that has never been able to conceive, but that as you had pointed out to me before we even started this thing, verse six, we're both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in the commandments and the statutes of the Lord. So I know that they're right. good people. These right. are good people who love God. So their barrenness is not a result of sin. Right. That certainly seems to be straight up. Right. From the start. They're righteous. They're older. Um, they're both from a priestly line. Yeah, both priestly line. Interesting, too. Mm -hmm. so. so what are we supposed to get from the fact that, I mean, just on the surface, it seems obvious mm -hmm. that this is hearkening back to the story of Abraham and Sarah. Right. It does. It does and, seem to be that for sure. And uh, Abraham was the priestly line no, no well no. he's just all of the lines yeah <laughs> I mean, all of the lines i don't know why i said that i think i was thinking of moses yeah um, yeah moses certainly yeah. was from the priesthood right line. and so but abraham and sarah being caught up here in this whole idea of being righteous and loving the lord and yet not having kids right. and, and becoming very old right you know so we know something big is about to happen yeah i think is what we're supposed to get from that and and probably, I'm going to say probably they're not, we don't know their exact ages here. Probably they are not even close to as old as Abraham right. and Sarah, but they're past what anyone in the society would have considered childbearing. Age. Yes, I'm sure they've given up on that. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that, that ship has sailed. And so they're, but they're righteously living out their lives mm -hmm. together. And, you know, that's where I think we're probably talking about. Right. And mm -hmm. when, you know, Elizabeth says about her reproach that this will take away her reproach mm -hmm. among people i think there probably was a stigma because um they were righteous people and yet people were wondering why hasn't god blessed them with children mm -hmm. i mean that was just the way people thought and yeah i think sometimes think today 
Yeah. Even that yeah, somebody did sometimes. something wrong. To... For bad things to happen to you, something must be wrong. Right. And, and one of those bad things would be not being able to have kids if you want to. Right. It's a big yeah. thing. Yeah. So I feel like this is really important for us to point out here. Yeah. It's very clear that's not what was Very going clear on. that that's not the case. God right. has something he's doing. Yes. And we don't always understand it. Right. Yeah, 100%, 100% right. And uh, Zechariah means Yahweh remembers. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth means God of oath yes. or promise. Yeah. Um, God or of even promises. God of seven. Yeah. So when you think about them together, right? God remembers his oath. Yahweh right. God remembers his oath. God remembered his oath, and they're going to have a son named John. Yep. And John means, um, let's see, where did I write that? <laughs> God has been gracious. Right. Which, is, Which surely is spoken of yes. in multiple ways throughout this this event right here, let alone the book itself. But we're certainly seeing it come true in Elizabeth and in Zechariah. Elizabeth and Zechariah's life because he is being gracious to them, even in their old age, bestowing this child upon right. them. So I feel like their names even tell the story. It's just yeah, it's yeah. really beautiful. And God is the one who tells them that they're going to be naming him John, and so this is something that is. Uh, predicted by God and that God is telling them is going to happen, but they're, you know, still trying to put the pieces together, how this is all going to work. So he just, he's just getting the first word here um, about what is happening. And his immediate response is one of verse 18, kind of uh, incredulity. How shall I know this? For I'm an old man and my wife is advanced in years. Now we're going to see in a little bit another response as Mary gets word that she's also going to have a baby mm -hmm. that is miraculously born. Um, but and this and don't we you know we can't miss the fact yes the miraculous birth of Mary will be very different from the miraculous birth of Zechariah and Elizabeth. But there's no question that a miracle is involved here too. This is oh, an obvious yes. miracle, and so let's not even try and pawn this off to these are two improbable super shocking yeah. extraordinary supernatural yeah. pregnancies right uh yes. he's opening wounds yes. he's bringing life it's what he does it's who he is and i think yeah. that's what we're supposed to get from this whole section yes that there's and so when zechariah responds this way in verse 18 how will i know this for i'm an old man and my wife's advanced in years and then immediately the angel says, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And I was sent to speak to you and bring you this good news. And behold, you'll be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. Yeah. Ooh, I hear a booming voice when I read <laughs> that. Like it kind of makes me shake inside. Yeah. He answers, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. I mean, yes. it's like, whoa, okay. Sorry, I asked. Yes. <laughs> Now, this is going to sound, this response of Zechariah is going to sound not at all unlike the response that, that Mary's going to give to Gabriel whenever mm -hmm. she gets word. And it seems reasonable. It seems reasonable. I think we have to hear tone in it almost. Yeah. We have to hear tone. We have to hear. And God the, knows hearts. And so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're hearing the dis, some of the disbelief. I mean, he wouldn't want to be this no. way, but Zechariah can hardly grasp that this could possibly happen. How in the world, you know, why? He's just going about crazy. doing his job. He's been picked that day to do the. 
to uh, burn the incense burn the inside incense. the temple. And so saying prayers for the mm-hmm. for Israel. Yep. Uh, probably praying for the redemption of Israel. Mm-hmm. And the very thing that he's getting word about, really. Right. Yep. And uh, I, I mean, I don't think when he says, when it says his prayers have been answered, that he was actually praying for a son. Right. He was in there praying for Israel. Mm-hmm. And so this son is the part of the answer. It's yes. happening. And that's what yeah. um, I think the angel's saying. But Oh, yeah, for sure. And so whenever he, so he is getting this answer to prayer, to his prayers in that right. way, it's just coming in a way that also is going to wind up answering some prayers that him and Elizabeth had probably long ago stopped praying right. uh, about the possibility of a son. So right. it's pretty cool that God yeah. can work that way. Really amazing. And often does. Wonderful. Um, but he's in there doing, uh, saying the prayers. Mm-hmm. The people are out waiting for him. They're praying for him as he offers. The yeah. Prayers. Right. And, they want this to go well. Uh, this is a any kind of offering. Probably, I read God. that it's probably a Sabbath since there are all offering. the people there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, probably Sabbath offering. I mean, I can imagine how shocking that would be and how he would be oh my taken aback. Yeah. No matter how righteous he is, just this is this not something that happens yeah. every lifetime. Right. And so you're and the priest who's inside the temple sees an angel standing right there on the side of the altar that he's offering his incense on, mm-hmm. telling him something mm-hmm. that's going to uh, miraculous that's about to happen. Yeah. So hmm, not that's shocking that he would be completely thrown mm-hmm. off by this. Um, and and let's also note that in verse sixteen, whenever we're finding out about John. And him being born, it tells us, let's go to 15, uh, actually 15, for he will be great before the Lord. This is talking about John, your son, who's going to be born to you, um, called John. He will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink wine or strong drink. Now, that's first, and that goes takes us straight back to Numbers chapter 6. This sounds like a Nazarite birth. Right. Somebody who will be dedicated to the Lord completely. For battle. Yeah, for battle. Making them where they're always ready for battle. That's right. Yes, that would be the Nazarite vow. Yes, have everything to do with being a warrior for God. Mm -hmm. However, he was going to use you up. Like a priestly warrior, really. Mm -hmm. Like a priestly warrior. And he comes from the priestly line. So it makes total sense. And when we see John's life, that's exactly what he was. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so, so we get that with that no strong drink, wine or strong drink. You can go back to Numbers chapter 6. See, that's clearly one of the things that's talked about the Nazarites. Uh, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. Now, this is our very first mention of Holy Spirit in Luke. This is our first one. Luke is going to mention that phrase, Holy Spirit, He's going to mention that, use that 13 times in his gospel. Right. Now, that may not seem like much to a lot of people, but when you realize that Matthew uses the term Holy Spirit five times, Mark uses it four times, and John uses it three times, mm. that means together they use it 12 times. Luke uses it 13 times in his gospel alone. So he's got more in his gospel than the three of them combined of this phrase. And then in Acts, he's going to use it another 41 times. So all of that kind of combines for something very special as we're watching this word. 
And I think that seeing that Holy Spirit there, that's a very interesting phrase because it lets us know that, okay, Luke is setting us up for just how much the Spirit is at work in this entire process. He's going to continue to bring that out through both of his works as he right. writes. Man, right. and just We'll talk about that when we see it mm-hmm. walking through his gospel and so forth. It's going to be a very interesting phrase that he's going to bring out. Yes. And it's interesting that he brings up the in the spirit of the power of Elijah. Yes. Which, of course, John is a real, uh, Elijah was kind of a type of John. Mm-hmm. So yep. we can talk about that more as we go. Malachi but, 4, 5, and 6, you're even alluding to that right. very thing because that's where this there's a prophecy about him there that is being reiterated here. I mean, it is being fulfilled and reiterated even in the words that are being used here. You go back to the very last two verses of the Old Testament and you'll find that pointer. This is why it's no wonder the people were waiting for this guy. It's the last two words of the prophets. The last two words of the prophets that they are, last two verses of the prophets that they had were all about John, this forerunner who's going to yes. come and he's going to turn hearts back right. and yeah, all of this. And so, so here he comes. This is the one you've been waiting for. And so John arriving on scene in the most miraculous and wonderful way with this connection to Abraham and Sarah. So, wow, God, God is bringing full circle uh, what he's been doing from the very beginning. Yes. Now. I think it's good for us to just go ahead and jump into this next birth prediction. So we've got two birth predictions right here together, one and then followed straight by the other one, verse 26 through verse 38. And we will read this. And, and we'll reference back works. to this part again as we go forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah we can always okay. point back we're, to this. We're running low on time here, so we're going <laughs> to keep going. Keep moving. All right. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Mm -hmm. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Mm. Okay. Man, now suddenly, like we just said, now we have this other birth pronouncement. And in, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Okay, so the sixth month of what? Well, apparently the sixth month of Elizabeth's Yeah, because we've just uh, heard Elizabeth that she birth. conceived yeah. uh, and was hiding. Yep. For five months. Hiding yourself away for five months. In in the sixth month. Yep. 
So that's when Gabriel comes and he is now going to announce to Mary, and she's in Nazareth, by the way, which Matthew, the way he writes and makes it sound in Matthew 2, verse 23, it sounds almost like they maybe didn't even know about Nazareth or moved to Nazareth until after they came back from Egypt. Uh But the way this is written, you realize, oh, well, they were, they had good, strong knowledge of Nazareth. They're from Nazareth. Um, It's just that when, when, Apparently, when they had first considered coming back from Egypt, it looked like if you read Matthew that Joseph was considering moving them into Judea, probably because he had the the Messiah with him now. He knew that his son was going to be Messiah. Why wouldn't you move closer to Jerusalem? But then he found out who was on the throne and he got scared to move his son closer to the throne again because already his son almost died uh, being too close. So instead, he moved back to where they came from before, which was in Nazareth. Yep. And so, but here we are going to twice in here that the house of David, that he will be a descendant of David. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important. Luke is trying to, you know, be sure that we know he's connected to the kingly line through which the the Messiah. Yep. I think you're right. Absolutely. Wants us to know. And then he's going to this home of a virgin. And so, again, we have this virgin birth idea that we also get in Matthew. Matthew's mm-hmm. big on this. And then so here we hear it again. Mary was a virgin when she conceived. And so he goes to her. He He's very, you know, uh, very positive in his greeting to her in verse 28. It's such an opposite story from Elizabeth and Zechariah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's first, this is, John couldn't be the one. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't of the line of David. Yeah. But this one is. Yeah. These were old people who apparently had been married forever and were barren and never able to conceive. These are these young people. She's very young and never been married and can't conceive because she's never been with a man. Right. I mean, it's very, but obvious this is the one we're supposed to be, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Really. As we go forward, we'll see that even more. Yes. Anyway. And she's. Found favor with God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Found favor with God. And so he greets her very positively. Um, the Lord is with you. And she, though, in verse 29, has an immediate kind of what's going on, kind of a fear response. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, this could be bad. She's greatly troubled. But in verse 30, he immediately then turns and says, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Right. Behold, you it's almost conceive. the same reaction that Zechariah had, though. He was mm-hmm. afraid too. Yeah. And and the angel said, Don't be afraid. Don't fear. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And so here, whenever she has this response and he starts posi- talking positively to her, then he tells her what God wants to do in her. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Mm-hmm. He will be great and be called the son of the most high. And so this is what's going to happen to you. God wants you to bear the one who God's going to give the throne of his father, David, to mm-hmm. the Messiah, in other words, to come. Right. And he's going to reign over the house of Jacob forever, reign over all of Israel forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. This Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So now she's getting this word and, and she's taking it all in. And she does ask a question, just like kind of like Zechariah asked, 
how will this be since I'm a virgin? But her question seems to be more of just a very much kind of an, I don't understand how this could even take place. Whereas his seems to be kind of a, are you sure this could even happen? Kind of question. I don't know. I was thinking about this and I wondered if maybe uh, there's the idea that Zechariah should have known, Mm -hmm. should have had more faith. He's older. He's a priest, Mm -hmm. but he should have had uh, an inkling what was going on. Yes. But Mary is this young girl and he's being very patient with her Mm -hmm. and explaining to her Mm -hmm. because maybe he figures because God knows her heart and right. knows she's she at a different know. point in her Right. God, the whole walk. thing is that God knew their hearts. Yeah, sure. It just But I like that explanation because it really does put into put into place that God is very intent on he knows who he's talking to at the time and knows mm-hmm. the expectations that he has for them in there, right. you know, and, and we're so, all in different places. Yeah. Right. Mary and Zechariah were definitely in different places. Different places. Um, and so when she's asking this question, then he tells her what's going to happen to her and how this is going to work. Then in verse 37, he, he ends with, for nothing mm-hmm. will be impossible with God. Right. And that is a phrase that's actually said in Genesis 1814 or taken from Genesis 1814. It's not exact, but it's so close. And that is where Elizabeth herself is being assured that God really is going to give her a baby in her old age because she heard it and immediately she laughed kind of. You mean, and or I'm sorry, not Elizabeth, Sarah. but Sarah, Sarah. Yeah. I heard it. And then she immediately kind of laughed about it. And then he had to address her. Why Sarah, why are you laughing? And of course she's going to respond by, I'm not laughing, but he's going to say, is anything too, is anything impossible right. for God? Is anything too exactly. hard for God? So he's using the same, the angel is using the same phrase on her talking about her conceiving Uh, and how incredible it is that was used on Sarah. So we're getting, again, we're tying back to that story. And And also this, uh, the Holy spirit coming upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. Mm, Yes. Therefore the child to be born will be called holy. The son of God Yeah, just takes us back to Genesis one. Yes. The The way the spirit spirit hovered over the waters before creation. Creation. And, uh, and so here there's going to be a creation. There has to be a creation here. I mean, at the very least, there has to be a creation of, you know, of the seed that she's going to need to be with her egg if there's going to be a baby. So there's going to have to be something from nothing. And the spirit is going to play the part in how this is going to happen. Wow. Her response is so beautiful. I just think about it a lot. Whatever God asks of us. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Let it be to me according to your word. I mean, she answered in a very mature, faithful way. Truly and did. I yeah. love that. Yes, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. I'm willing. If yeah. it's your will, I'm willing. Because she's just heard some shocking news. Mm-hmm. And Truly shocking news. It's going to change everything for her. Yeah. Her life just, just been turned upside down. Yeah. This is not something she's been looking forward to necessarily like it was for Elizabeth and Zechariah. They were probably... Like we waited for this all these years. Mm-hmm, yeah. And she hasn't even. Yeah. Like, she hasn't even been married yet. yet. Right. And so, yeah. Talk about change. Yeah. Amazing. So this is really something, but she accepts it like a true disciple, a true lover mm-hmm. of the Lord and uh, willing to do whatever. Well, we'll go more into Ooh, chapter one. Yes. This is so quick. <laughs> We're going to go more into chapter one next time. We'll finish chapter one, um, read these two songs and talk about what else is happening there. Um, but, and so looking forward to doing this more with you. This is going to be a fun, fun trip through Luke.
So we're so glad you're with us, and we can't wait to keep digging into these great words. Love you all. God bless.